Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Tells. Thanks. The podcast where Andrew and Woosie are supposed to be talking, but mm-hmm. I'm really tired today. So, is it just going to be me? All you talking today. Okay. Let's go. Cool. Take this microphone. All right. Over to my seat. <laughs> Enjoy the podcast, everybody. So, hello, everyone. Now that I have your undivided attention, literally. See what I did there? Because it's normally divided between me and you. But now it's not divided. It's whole. This is weird. Okay, I don't like this. Especially with you staring at me. I could maybe do it without you staring at me. Okay, I'll just leave. Uh, Enjoy the podcast. Andrew's first solo podcast. I think I would have to have probably at least one beverage to be able to do that. To just have a monologue for like 30 minutes to 45 minutes straight. Why do you need a crutch? Well, until I got used to it. Like, at least for the first one. I always think that's so interesting. Just talking into a microphone by yourself. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people that have a solo podcast, right? Yeah. Bill Burr, your favorite? Oh my goodness. I haven't listened to that one in a long time. That is a gem of a podcast. So he just goes for like couple hours or something right or an hour hour and a half at least so yeah i don't know i mean you must have a lot on your mind and a very like thin filter to be able to just let it flow out into vocal world but he's so used to it like comedians are used to just talking Mm -hmm. at a crowd that's true and he probably practices his routine his stage uh performance too so he's just normally not normally, but he's used to uh, just speaking and giving that monologue, right? Right. So it makes it much easier. Um, anyway, we're back from Michigan. Uh, will you give us a, a summary of your <laughs> reunion? Oh, yeah. We had the reunion. I forgot all about the reunion already. Not that it was like so forgettable because I thought it was pretty fun. Actually, you Actually. were there. You were there. You probably had, I think you had a, an okay time after a while. I think at first you were like, this is not cool. <laughs> <laughs> On my way to the airport, my Lyft driver asked me if I was going to do something fun that weekend. Yeah. And I told him I was going to a reunion. And he said, oh, only skinny people go to the reunion. <laughs> if you look good, then you go to the reunion. I said, oh, really? He says, yeah, why else would you go to the reunion? So so was he not skinny? Uh, he was skinny, but he said that he grew up in Northern California and it cost $170 for his reunion and he would thought he would just pass. I was 170 like, bucks. That's a lot. I guess that's California life. But uh, ours was, what, 55 or $60 each? Yeah. So it was at this place called... the. Pegasus Taverna, not tavern, but Taverna. It's a tavern. Yeah, it's a tavern. <laughs> Trying to get all fancy up in Michigan. So that was, I mean, the venue was fine, I thought. The room where we were all in, in this Taverna, was recently added on, so it was new. Oh, it was. It was nice to have like a private space. Yeah, so we had our own bar. There was a DJ. Yeah. DJ was cranking the tunes i don't know where he thought he was performing but (laughs) it was loud for a reunion where people are going to be chatting it up right i thought it was loud 
I didn't pay attention to that. I mean, I'm sure he thought people were going to be dancing. He's probably like used to DJing for parties. It's going to take like more than... I mean, there is a lot of drinking, I guess. So, I mean, I guess people are going to get pretty lubed up by the end of the evening and uh, might make their way to the dance floor or whatever. But for the first, like, at least three hours, I imagine people are just going to be, like, talking with different, you know, people and not going to be dancing up a storm. (laughs) I could have done with less volume. So, as a result, I lost my voice. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah, just trying to yell over all the, uh, the noise coming from that DJ. Thought he was performing at the Madison Square Garden. <laughs> I think you need to go to voice projection lessons because... Is there such a thing? Yeah. There's like, you know, if you go for singing lessons, yeah, then you don't have to yell. I think certain people's voices are built, like their vocal cords are designed for projection and they're like set to a tone that's going to be able to carry and stand out more, like at a bar, like a noisy venue. And my voice doesn't work so well in that in that environment. So I have to like really like project my voice. If you had joined the choir while you were in school, you would have these projection. That's true. I've heard it's a muscle. Maybe that's the problem. It's a muscle, just like anything else. Mm-hmm. So it can be taught for sure. So yeah, there was lots of catching up. There was maybe about 100 people or so there. Uh, some people were spouses, but mostly fellow classmates. It's always like really awkward when you first walk in there, like who's going to be there, who are you going to walk up to first and say hi or whatever, you know. And you was trying to get dressed up for the reunion. <laughs> dressed up? <laughs> I'm sorry, but you worn chinos once in how many years? Yeah. I remember the first time you wore chinos. Somebody had organized a Easter brunch mm-hmm. and you wore like khakis. Here in Vegas. With. A belt and smart shoes. I was like, who is this person for a brunch in Las Vegas? It's Easter, right? (laughs) If there's there's a day on the calendar where you're wearing some brown pants. It's Easter? Not even Christmas? But Christmas is different. I guess because you don't go to church. I mean, we got dressed up for Christmas and we even got, now and then we got new clothes for Christmas, you know? Mm -hmm. So in South Africa, it's called festive, which means from like... Well, it's pretty much all of December, but from December 16th till New Year's, yeah. give festive. <laughs> so you get new clothes and you, you know, dress up and it's summertime too. So Yeah, that's the thing about you guys in December and Christmas. It's big party time. Yeah, but you just what? Wear your pajamas, right? And um, drink hot chocolate. Yeah, pretty much. Sweaters. We have ugly sweaters, right? That's a thing. That yeah. wouldn't be going on in South Africa because it's uh, summertime. We right. have ugly sweaters, which is like a thing here in the in the U.S. Okay. Yeah, but anyway, you don't need to dress up to go to the high school reunion, right, so baby. So she, she talked me into wearing <laughs> jeans, and uh, that was, that was the better choice, wasn't good it? Good selection. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think about this? Is totally an aside, but like occasionally doing something on the vlog, something related to men's fashion, and you're giving input on different fashions interesting so whose fashion am i giving whose fashion some like a volunteer well maybe that's probably a good idea i was just thinking about like if i find like an instagram 
picture or something of like some style, some dude, whether it's model or actor or whatever. Okay. And then you give your opinion on that style, whether it's like wearable. Okay. I mean, I think it's definitely interesting because you can build a personality, like a poker personality. Just from the clothes you wear, you can come off more like a more of a regular maybe less like a tourist i mean once you start playing you might give up the the jig might be up oh when it comes to poker yeah do you know what i mean like you can dress a certain way but you can also take those like basics into the rest of your life i don't know i think all you really need is a lanyard if you want to like to be a tourist yeah yeah but that's kind of like a giveaway no like it's almost too easy yeah but there's people that just they they wear those come. things like so proudly around town for some reason, like no matter what they're doing. The convention like is over for the day. They're still wearing the lanyard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think some people don't even think about it because they go to so many conferences and they have so many of maybe. these. It's just like whatever. And maybe you're proud to work for Deloitte and Touche or whatever. It's probably something like that. I wonder if maybe it's also like a conversation starter. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, kind of like a networking thing you know so you break the ice with your lanyard yeah <laughs> sounds nice when you say it all speculation lanyard. what do you say lanyard 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 yeah. um okay so back to the reunion it's funny because like the last reunion i went to was the 10 year and so i was already i mean obviously that's 10 years ago which is like the start of my move to vegas and it's also like pretty close to the start of me playing poker for a living i guess that was my story at the time right so like so, hold on hold on so why did you even go to the reunion this one or last one the last one why did i go yeah what do you mean why does anybody go so you weren't <laughs> going to peacock because i just feel like it's like a peacocking thing yeah but clearly you weren't because i mean you were just like like just moved to Vegas, yeah, right? I mean, like a career change and yeah, not no real like accolades to speak of. But I think I was probably a little bit overconfident at the time as well, because this was when I had built up a bankroll playing online. Mm. And so you were peacocking. Probably a little bit. Okay. I was probably like, yeah, I'm moving to Vegas. I'm going to do my <laughs> own thing. I'm going to like play cards for a living. It's going to be the coolest thing ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I never said anything like that, but I, I, I was never really shy about it. And yeah, I was probably like overconfident about it, considering that like for the next two to three years, I would just go on to like play one three around Las Vegas and not really make that much money. Yeah, but still the dream. But also I think I was wrong, right? So I just thought it was like a peacocking event, but it wasn't. Like I think people were genuinely interested to catch up with one another. And yeah. Because, I mean, the class wasn't that big. It was, like, 250, I guess, which is, like, medium size, it seems. So you sort of, like, knew of everybody. You might not have known everyone personally, but kind of interested to see people again and just chat and have some drinks. They give you drink tickets. But, okay, can we stop talking about the the reunion? It's kind of boring. Nobody cares. Yeah, but one more thing about it. Mm. Um, It's just kind of interesting because, like... They, I don't think they know, like, what questions to ask about, like, the poker playing thing. And now it's, like, the YouTube thing. And I think they're, like, just sort of, okay, I don't know what the hell you're doing anymore. <laughs> you know? <It's> like, <laughs> playing cards for a living is weird enough. You know, compared, I mean, like, most people, I think, from Michigan, sort of, I don't want to, like, stereotype a group of, a statewide group of people. But um, it's not like in 
say Los Angeles or like Southern California or New York, where you can end up in any sort of all these weird things are normal, non-standard job. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So like playing cards for a living and then there's somehow a YouTube channel involved in this career, I guess. (laughs) And I think they just resort to like, so how's Vegas? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, Vegas is great. <laughs> I didn't know what to ask people. You're like, hi, nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. How was Andrew in school? <laughs> yeah. I had no idea. And I'm not usually one to not have a question because I can't ask you, how did you meet Andrew? I already know the answer to that. Right. So, but anyway, after uh, gin and tonic, everything was fine. Mm-hmm. So, speaking about overconfidence, did you watch Liv Bury's TED Talk, the new one? Nope. I saw she has one, but I have not had a chance to view it. Did you? I did. It's like six minutes. She spoke about three three lessons she learned from poker about life. Okay, yeah. Decision-making skills. Luck, quantification, and intuition. You're very good at remembering things. Details. Good brain. I sort of just like take the gist away. That's only good to an extent because then I think, like she says, we overestimate our intuition. Mm-hmm. So when you just take the gist, you think you know. Yeah. And then when it's time to use it, then you're like, hmm. Yeah. The takeaway was the quantification of things. Talking about things in numbers, like even life things. So if somebody asks you if you're going to come out to a dinner or whatever, and we usually say probably or Mm -hmm. maybe, and the range, when you ask people, what does probably mean? Does it mean like 50% or 60% or 20%? It runs the gamut of like from 20% to 70% is probably. Hmm. So then if you speak about it in numbers... You know, it sort of commits you to something. Next time if I ask you whether you can do something. Yeah. Instead of I saying just, maybe, I well, think you need to maybe try and quantify it. Give me an and, estimate. And preferably not just 50%, I assume. No. <laughs> Life is not just a coin, tra- flip. a coin flip. The problem is for sure like me. And it's like, so it's, this usually comes up when you're asking me if either you and I could like go do something in particular or if like I might be available to go hang out with like our friends. What? That's like six months ago. I've stopped asking to hang out with friends. Stopped completely. That's probably true (laughs) as a result of this, but this is what used to happen. It's usually something that I would like to do, but I end up like when it comes down to it, just prioritizing work. Yeah. So quantify it still. You can quantify it. Then I know how high to get my hopes. If you say 20%, then I know it's not going to happen. But you say maybe. So maybe means, oh, it's possible. For me, maybe means 50%. But I think for you, maybe means like 10%. Because Uh, you usually just say yes if it's... Maybe for me just means, yeah, I think I would like to do that. But I'm just going to have to see how many things are on my plate and how how well I'm handling the stress of it all a day before the thing okay so let's talk about this because this is a real big thing stress do you think that maybe as a society we're addicted to stress um it's possible i mean i guess that's one way of putting it but i think we are addicted to 
something about like the results and getting to a certain place, which might not even be an actual place, you know, like, I don't know if it's an actual destination. Oh, Buddha, Buddha <laughs> under the tree here. <laughs> under the tree? Yeah, that's where he found enlightenment. Haven't you ever oh. heard the story of Buddha? He went, he said he would sit under the tree until he found enlightenment. I don't have, I don't have the time to read about Buddha. I'm too stressed. so yeah i think we're just all about like getting ahead in life and staying ahead and like getting as far ahead as possible but that like you just you just answered the question with you know before you even went back to your regular thinking which is like trying to get to somewhere and mm-hmm. you don't even know if that there's that there's a somewhere yeah i feel like i'll just kind of know when i'm there but the thing if my, is if my bank account has an extra zero in it that'd be kind of cool <laughs> maybe two <laughs> yeah maybe two that would be, <laughs> be really nice might be able to hang out under that tree for a little bit <laughs> with a couple zeros in my pocket the story of buddha is he was like a king he's like a prince so oh, of yeah? course you have time to go and like figures hang out under a tree but he did he but he denounced all his riches and left his wife and went and went in search of enlightenment it's easy to uh give it up once you've had it it makes you feel like you can get it back i don't think so i think you hold on more to it once you've out of fear of okay but talking about stress Mm -hmm. what is stress to you like i know when i'm stressed like i feel it in my shoulders right and uh, there's a level of anxiety but I sort of use my tools meditation working out to calm the stress mm-hmm. so what does stress feel like for you I've been thinking about this a little bit and I think that when I say I don't have time to do that I think maybe that means more so face value version of time like I got all these other things I need to do in this very immediate future i think about life as this like very finite thing and it's like super limited and we're always like running out all the time that's very stressful thinking (laughs) yeah it is i don't want you to be stressed and i only know how to deal with my stress like it's not complete because i know i like i know in my body i carry stress at times but what if we ref framed stress i want you to tell me what you think i could do in stressful situations to help me not be as stressed but for you i think is being more direct because whenever you say i don't have time that creates stress because you've already categorized life as this finite bank of time that's running out but you already know whether you want to do something or not so just say no And that would cut out the stress. I think you have what I had, (laughs) where I felt really bad to disappoint people. People understand more than you think they will, I think. And so you should say, no, I won't do that. Uh, I mean, you always say things very lovingly. Yeah, but I also want to like enjoy life. Like at some point, the sooner the better, you know. Where does stress come from? Uncertainty. What do you think it comes from? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I guess that's one way of describing it. But uh, stress, I guess, would come from 
for me running out of time <laughs> baby <laughs> not accomplishing the things uh within this window of time that we have but that's also like how you think about it it's also how you think about it because yeah, i i used to think oh my goodness 30 is it like if i don't have shit done at 30 that's like my life is over but now when you think about it as how we live till 80 90 you should use those probabilities and say well if i've if the average person lives to 76 not like you shouldn't waste time but i think maybe we could enjoy our time together more if we a, you have to be present when you're doing whatever you're doing. So you have to say no to more things in order to be present for the things that you actually want to do. Whether it's spending time with me or not, like I won't feel bad, but you have to be present because then you allow yourself to have time for other things. Yeah, but I don't think it's just me and like just us. Yeah, I don't know. I think my parents screwed me up when they they think like they took me to like too many funerals when I was a kid. Oh, no ways. <laughs> no ways. You have not been to the number of funerals that I have been to. How your many funerals, fun- I bet your funerals were more like upbeat, weren't they? No, a funeral's a funeral. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> we I, I have so much extended family. So much extended family that I literally was at a funeral once a month. Were they like somber and stuff? Yeah, for sure. People were crying. People mm. would throw themselves into the hole. So I can't use this in an excuse? <laughs> no. They'd throw themselves into the hole? Yeah, so like like if it was a <laughs> a, a woman who lost her husband oh or a chi- like an adult child, they would want to, like they'd have to hold them back as they try and jump into the hole with the... It was really... You think that... Well, that's almost different because that's like... Something that happened that was very unnatural. If it's, was, were you going to like a lot of old people's funerals too? All sorts. Old people, <laughs> young people, men, women, this person's grandma, that person's auntie. I went to, I literally cannot count the number of funerals. These I've things been affect to. everyone differently. They in do. Different ways. They do. Okay, but tell me so, what, what. I don't know. Maybe that was like sort of uh, instrumental in me thinking that like time is mm. limited. And, okay. You know? From like a younger age, I just saw that you can die. You will. Like, you will die. Yeah. Like you better get after it. I mean, I think the reason that I bring this up is that your stress affects me. And so sure it does. selfishly, I want you to be less stressed so I can be less stressed. I don't blame you. And I'm <laughs> trying to find ways for us to be less stressed. Like maybe try meditation maybe try yoga when you say meditation i i immediately think like i just don't have the time for it if you say i don't have the time for it then you're creating stressful thoughts because why all of us in the whole world have a problem procrastination because if you did the things there are only so many important things right that you have to do the rest of the stuff is just filler. Like if you could do one thing a day and that was the most important thing that you had to do today, you would do that one thing and everything else would just be like, oh, if it gets done or it doesn't get done, right? That depend if you were in the mood. Okay, so let's talk about procrastination. I looked it up because we had a conversation this week about procrastination, right? Did we? <laughs> I So I did some... YouTube and online 
research. Very scientific, okay? Find the time. Very scientific. Okay. Um, that procrastination is a stress response. So procrastination buys you time. So you're stressed about something. Sure. And then instead of tackling that thing that you're supposed to do, procrastination gives you a break. So that's why we're so prone to procrastination. But we usually look at it as just like a negative thing, right? Like it's just it's bad and you beat yourself up about it. About the procrastinating? Right. Mm-hmm. But if you look at it as like, it's not a good rest period because you're, you're going to just be stressed again afterwards. But like acknowledging that I'm obviously stressed about something. Identify what this thing is that you're stressed about and deal with that thing. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, as always, a lot of like introspection that needs to happen and like the things that you're stressed about. You, know, you need to be honest with yourself and ask why you're so stressed about them and look at them more in a more analytical matter, manner, Oops. which mm. just requires taking the time to slow down and think, I, th- I think, right? Decide like what are the things you like to do, you know, on a daily basis and in your, in your work and uh, do more of those things and see what's needs to be prioritized differently too simple no i mean i don't want this to be like an exercise in mental masturbation because i think it's really important they will be stressful periods but i don't believe that you need to live a stressed life like you choose your thoughts if you're gonna think stressful thoughts then you're gonna have a stressful experience okay so what do you want to know i think a conversation will you'll feel as though it's another thing to do, right? And I don't want it to feel like another thing that you have to do. I don't think so. I think of these conversations as things to take away and implement so that I'll be happier. Not that like I have homework to do. I procrastinate the things that I have to do. Not even the things that you have to do. You procrastinate the things that you want to do that would make your life better and change the things that you're stressed about. Which is like this weird loop, right? Because you can sort of. just be caught up in busy work. And I find myself doing that sometimes, right? Just like busy work. And then, but the things that would actually move me forward, I haven't done. Yeah. So yeah, I've been busy, but it doesn't lessen the stress because I'm still procrastinating on the things that I should be doing. Like I, not should, but like the things that I want to do that would, enhance my life experience that's why you have so many tabs open in your browser because you're trying to do everything now (laughs) (laughs) what do you only have one tab open at a time 22 tabs open don't judge should we count these (laughs) oh this isn't even that many compared to normal one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen only 16 tabs and you can actually read like the first five letters on each tab. Don't judge me. <laughs> Don't judge me. Normally you can only see like one letter. <laughs> yeah, you got to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, you have to work on your stressful thoughts. Yeah, but I don't know how because time is not going to slow down. No. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you need to be more stressed actually. That's the problem. You should be more stressed. You should need to get on my level. Maybe we'd both be happier. If I was more stressed? No, I'm just kidding. That's weird. 
Okay, so let's uh, go to some listener feedback, shall we? Yeah. All right. Uh, we have a message from Gratitude Happens. And it says, Hello, Boosie and Andrew. A few things about your latest podcast, which is last podcast, not last podcast. Please do a podcast where you smoke weed and talk together. It may take some <laughs> editing, but I would be excited to listen to that. Okay, we got one vote. <laughs> uh, this is about the therapy one. Okay. And he says, my experience with therapy is that a good therapist is one who is able to ask the right questions to get you to think about things in a way you hadn't before. Mm -hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he also says, I want to thank Andrew for his Vlogger in Paradise challenge. I just uploaded my fourth video and I honestly don't know who, I don't know who would have been able to make it through watching these things that were so bad. Honestly doubt even Andrew and Jeff watched them. It did, however, show me that my passions in life, being a semi-professional poker player and creating my own brand of yoga to teach are much more important to me than what I was doing before. I am drastically changing my level of level of employment with some gyms and yoga studios and taking a huge leap of faith to start my own brand and business called gratitude happens cool so thanks alex for your lovely email yeah thanks and alex, alex we watch the videos we've been watching the videos we've been watching the videos mm -hmm. some good videos out there mm -hmm. um did you watch that guy in south africa i did I didn't like know there were poker players grinding the tournament circuit in South Africa. Seems like a funny dude. Yeah. Great stuff. I heard from Corey from last week's episode. And Corey said his date went great. So Corey was going out on a date with a new lady. Ah, uh, yes. Who was a black lady. Uh, or African-American lady. Mm -hmm. He was asking what's proper term these days and so i hope he didn't pay any mind to his family's did he say how the date was he said it was great he didn't give me details okay so well, that's good you want details yeah okay Corey, you heard the man <laughs> give some details of the date where did you take her what did you talk about yeah yeah we need to know maybe just was this the first date or no this is the first date with this lady because Corey had two, three questions. Yeah, I remember. Two but questions. I just thought that uh, he was dating her. I didn't. I wasn't sure if like. No. This, okay. This was the first date, so he was trying to be, you cool. know, like. Yeah, give above some details. Board. We need details. Details, Corey. Yeah. Okay, I guess this is all we have time for. Yeah. The podcast makes me like you more. That's probably a good thing, since that's the whole point of the podcast in the first place. Do you like me more? From doing a podcast? It's tough for me to like you more than I already do. Oh. That was me kissing myself. <laughs> <laughs> me kissing myself. Just making kissy noises. Wishing you a non-stressful week. Yeah. Andrew Nimi. Get your Buddha on. Find that tree. Sit under that tree. Give all your money away. <laughs> Maybe to me. At the poker table or... So that you can be a Buddha? Yeah. Okay, Andrew, Andrew wants to be a Buddha. Are you going to teach? <laughs> teach what? Teach your enlightenment. Because that's what Buddha did, I'll, right? I'll he, lead by example. That's part of teaching, mm -hmm. no? Yeah. Okay. I'll be a great tipper. 
what is this Buddha going to the club? <laughs> what type of Buddha is this? <laughs> okay, I don't think you can reach enlightenment with Jack and Coke, but okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We are so appreciative of all the comments and feedback. We read all of it. Thank you for subscribing and leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you have any topics you would like us to discuss on this podcast, or we haven't had a guest in a while, yeah, or a guest you would like us to have on this pod, drop us an email. Tells at andrewnimi.com. And until next time, bye. You don't want to say anything about buy our merch at favorableapparel.com? Buy our merch at favorableapparel.com. We've got hats, beanies. It's getting cold in Michigan. And other places too. <laughs> but specifically in Michigan. Okay. <laughs> Come yep. on over. See you there. Okay, bye. Bye.